I'd like to welcome our, all of our freaks back to the Saturday Night Freak Show. <laughs> That's right, every Saturday night in Colin's basement. Welcome. Colin, how you feeling? Uh, fantastic. Last week, Tom was down here. He said that he was getting over a cold, and three hours later, I came down with the flu. Coincidence? I think not. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, Tom, what did you do? You spread spread sickness around this freak show. I think I got you, too, right? I think so. You can tell it. It's still in my voice. I got, I got, I got, I got two out of the four people here, man. And our guests, our guests that were here last week, they also all came down with this. Yes. Really? Everybody did? Yep. Wow. Except That's for powerful. Me. That's Except for, yeah. Except for me. There must be something magical that I do. There must be something medicinal Anti-viral in nature. Kung Fu. So Travis survived. Something now God <laughs> provides us with medicinal abilities. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, say them all, say them all. So, Tom, how are you feeling now, just so that we know what to expect in the next coming week? <laughs> uh, you know, you? I think I'm, I'm, I'm on the tail end of it. I still got some uh, sinus blockage and some coughing, but... Uh, so you're saying there's at least another week of yeah. symptoms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for that. It, it, it's a nasty one, actually. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have I didn't have the flu like Colin had, but um, I just pretty much had the basic cold. But it's a yeah, really, Colin, you were out of commission the whole week, weren't you? Yeah, pretty much. Hundred and two point eight. Merry David. Christmas for you. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, I guess so. Well, uh, tonight was my pick. Um, we've done a full circle, and I chose a Joe Dante film by the name of The Burbs, the Burbs. starring Tom Hanks and others, other hilarious people. Um, I think the reason I picked this was it kind of lent itself, I think, to all of our interests. There was a little bit of comedy, there was a little bit of mystery, a little bit of horror. I mean, there's... I think they played it kind of tongue-in-cheek, you know. There's a little bit of even a Western in there, something, you know. Yeah, there's two Western moments. There's there's <laughs> yeah. two Western moments in the film that were amazing. Walking up to the house. So what's the movie about? The movie is about um, the suburbs. Not exactly where at, but suburbia, USA. The film starts out with a shot of Earth, and then it's actually the Universal logo. That transitions into the movie, and we see this camera shot go from outer space all the way down through planet Earth, all the way to a single suburb, a cul-de-sac, even. And then we get into the, we start seeing, first we see the main character, Tom Hanks, I'm not going to relay the entire film shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's that movie about? <laughs> back of the video box, right? description, and like, it starts, it starts start off with the Universal later. logo. <laughs> the music. Opening credits. <laughs> Starring. <laughs> Director of photography. It's a creepy neighbor movie. <laughs> it is scary neighbor. What are those neighbors up to? It's a very a dead body in the basement. There's loud noises. Who backs their car out of the garage to throw the uh, <laughs> throw the garbage bag away and, and hit it? I've with never a big seen stick. someone drive their garbage down to the corner or down to the edge of the street and then hit it with a stick. <laughs> yes. 
And there's there's fantastic Tom Hanksisms in the whole film. You know, I mean, it's it's a movie like early on. Well, I don't know, not early on in his career, but pretty early on, where you know he was post bosom buddies for sure. Post bosom buddies. Was it post Turner and Hooch? I don't think no, so. No, I, I think Turner and Hooch, Hooch was like 90-something. Yeah, yeah. 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 91 or something yeah. like that. But it was before dramatic It's got to be after like Joel vs. the Volcano. Right, or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about well, that? might have been even like 90. When did, yeah. when did Big hit? 86. That was 86. 85? I don't know. 85. Only we had 86. some magical tool. Like you can tell that he's a genius actor, both physically, like with his comedy and just, you know, his delivery with lines. He's hilarious. But it was at a point before he maybe he knew he was a great actor. But the world didn't really know that he was, you know, up to the caliber that you see with like Philadelphia and Forrest Gump and all that. So he's still like this yeah, cause he, funny leading man. He played a lot of the, I mean, as funny as he is, he played a lot of the walking behind the neighbor, you know, over the shoulder of the neighbor. Yeah. I mean, he had well, there was moments. some stuff where it was like the, the, the camera was like on him for reaction, and his reaction was just deadpan looking past the camera. <laughs> you know, there was like his, yeah. his acting was to not act at all and just like kind of stand there. And, like, you know, <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, all the stuff in the house. You do real. nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> just got, like, this nervous behavior. Hilarious. Like, your face. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's, he eats the sardine. Yeah, yeah so that, well, that was great. Yeah. Reaction to it. but So, yeah, basically the film is, uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. But it's about. Yeah, and good luck finding it. Apparently yeah, that's another out. thing. Wow. Yeah, apparently the world doesn't appreciate this movie. Yeah, it was on Netflix streaming for a while. That's where I watched. Well, you can get it on Netflix. Until nobody the uh, the disc is available on Netflix, but we looked on Vudu, Cinema Now, Amazon streaming is not on any of it. Yeah, it's nowhere. And apparently, a forgotten classic. If you own it, put it on eBay for forty dollars. Well, I'm kind of I'm wondering if it if it is a if you know if it's a forgotten classic, or if it's one of those... I would have put classic in there. <laughs> Maybe the first word. Well, it seems like... Yeah. Forgotten. You know, as I was it's definitely there, forgotten. Yeah, I think it's forgotten, which is unfortunate, because, I mean, you know, Joe Dante right. is not, you know... Or maybe he's a forgotten director. For I'm trying sure. to think, like, what the hell he did last. Yeah, what did, you know? yeah Joe Dante. Well, I did, I, I did see his movie, The Hole. I think that was the last thing he did, and then that was, I think, shot, you know, like, years ago, and just came out this year limited release and like three theaters kind of thing but you know i mean this is the guy who you know he did the howling he did piranha he did gremlins he did um oh yeah piranha uh, yeah inner space <laughs> you know and then eventually went into small soldiers and uh what was that looney, looney tunes, tunes back and in space <laughs> space jam i think no, we did, i don't think no Space we just did Looney Tunes back. Looney Tunes back in it, yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, and and uh, matinee, that was another John Goodman, that's another good one. But I mean, uh, uh, Joe Dante's got that. Actually, you know what he's doing now? He's the curator of that Trailers from Hell website. Really? Yeah. So they've got like they just put like every week they're just dumping 
all these old movie trailers on there, and they got like commentary by a bunch of these like famous, you know, cult directors and stuff like that. Did you see there's some documentary coming out called I Heart Horror, or maybe it's called I Heart Monster Movies, and it's just kind of these random interviews with. Is it him? Like him? No, I'm just saying. He didn't do. Did he do Arachnophobia? Or no, no. Was Arachnophobia? Feels like one. Director? Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even know if you can find that movie anymore. <laughs> but this, it, this has that kind of style of like you know Joe Dante's uh, because it feels like a horror movie. I mean, it's ostensibly like set up like a, it's got a horror movie setup, right? I mean, it's got the creepy horror movie. Uh, yeah, you know, it, remind, music it reminds and me of Fright Night. It kind of feels like it takes place on the street, like next, you know, <laughs> the next street over from Fright Night or something. Right. But it's kind of that. Uh, you know, it, it's more like a silly horror or like a kind yeah, of yeah, definitely a, because a it doesn't touch too much on the horror. Yeah. Really, it's just it's kind of like I mean, is there something some, spooky going on or are these you know the neighbors? I kind of think that's what made the movie a little <laughs> lackluster for me is the fact that they didn't focus too much on the horror. It was more just goofy neighbor spying stuff. Well, you know what it reminded me of. This is why I, I'm wondering if it was for, it's a forgotten movie. Because uh, I just saw The Watch, right? Which is that movie. Basically, it's the same thing. It's like, we think our neighbors are aliens this time around, and there's an alien invasion happening, and we're all going to form a neighborhood watch it. I mean, it's basically, you know, it's like the comedy troupe of today doing the same, riffing on the exact same stuff that sure. the, the, the right. Burbs is after. Yeah. You know, I mean, the titles are almost the same. I mean, they kind of signify the same kind of thing, almost. But I think the Burbs... For I mean, for me, The Burbs was a better movie. I mean, I was surprised. I hadn't seen it in years and forgot most of it. So tonight I was like, you know, this is actually, like, you know, pretty good. Uh, it's more in my wheelhouse. But I think just the, even the way that the comedy was treated, you know, we were talking about this last week. But I think, right. like, The Burbs was more my speed of comedy, where it's like everything's organic to the, you know. There's nobody, like, going outside of the movie to tell a joke. It was like everything that was happening there was because like this is like, the, who that character is. He's just always going to be this goofy, you know, fucking guy instead <laughs> of going, you yeah, know, yeah, try and yeah. break into this guy's house and be all, you know, all up on about everything. So yeah, it was all within that world when the comedy would take place, and there was a lot of comedy. I was surprised at how. I mean, obviously it's, it's hilarious to me. It was my pick, but there's things that I forgot about it. You know, the performances, even like. Tom Hanks, even when he's the house blows up and he's walking down the steps, you know, I mean, it's slides down the three steps, crushing <laughs> yeah. the beer cans, kind of genius. slamming oh, yeah, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then grabbing another one and doing it again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Tom Hanks' acting. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the Travis is doing a, a, a version. All of you gotta do is wrinkle your picture. face and kind of nod and put your hands. <laughs> I always hate it in uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. At the end of it, they always do this game. They play this game where it's like, shall we fuck is the name of the game, where they, they bring somebody up on stage and they do sexual positions and stuff. But it's in their podcast and we can never see it. You know, it's like, <laughs> why is that always there? You know, that's like, that should be left out. I mean, they're always doing it live. So the people there get to enjoy it, but. That's the one drawback. I thought the Burbs would have been more suited for like a 1950s. It was like a 1950s black comedy that 
you know, they made in the 80s, really. It's like, back, it would have started like Cary Grant back in the day. Or, you know, well, I think, yeah. I, think, I think The Burbs represents, I think that movie, just everything about that movie, just it represents a certain a time and a lifestyle. And, and that's still prevalent today as far as, like, you know, living in the suburbs and just dealing with your neighbors. I don't really know what's that like because, you know, I grew up, out in the country where, like, you know, you don't really have neighbors, so that um, lifestyle really isn't. Well, it's a little rear window-ish, you know I mean? He's, yeah. he's got the week off from work. They set that up right away, so, you know, he's got nothing to do. He's already got this devil on his shoulders neighbor that is paranoid already. The, on the one side, just, you know, the goofy, paranoid neighbor, and on the other side or across the street or wherever he lives... The other neighbor is, you know, this ex-Marine type military guy that... Yeah, the great Bruce Dern. The great Bruce, Bruce Dern, definitely. <laughs> who takes a tumble off a roof and shoots out the car with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's things like that, you know, like... And I think, it's, again, it's that classic comedy. And I'm going to say classic, Travis, because mm-hmm. it's from my mm-hmm. childhood that I can remember seeing this in the theater and just, like, those lines. Uh, as many as many comedy bits that I forgot, there's so many that I remember, like, just being the funniest thing ever. When I would I say cult classic. <laughs> cult I'm making a cult classic, then. It's a cult classic. Small fan base, but passionate, I mean, passionate. I like Corey Feldman, like, pretty much, like, <laughs> yeah. right in the beginning, sums up what the whole movie is about, just in, like, one line where he's just, like, he's sitting there with his girlfriend, and she's like, I want to go to the movies. He's like, no, 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 this is the show right here. Like, we sit here, and we're going to watch it happen, and, like, the stuff that happens here is, like, pretty much what the movie's about. He's talking about just watching his neighbors. Like, just out in front of the house. Yeah, like, like watching the antics of the neighbors and the stuff that they're going to unfold. And that is essentially what... The whole movie is just about yeah. at its core. Corey Feldman seems to have that wise, you know, that keen eye about his neighborhood. And him being yeah. the youngest character. That's like something Stephen that. King even did, having the kids be aware yeah. of all the all the crazy happenings. Right. <laughs> I mean, because, like, Corey Feldman's character, when he's describing, like, okay, here we're going to sit and we're going to watch, and this is what the movie's all about. In that same scene, he also, like, he identifies, he's like, so there's the there's the, the fat neighbor, he's paranoid, so he's getting involved, Tom Hanks' character, this is what Tom Hanks' character's, his role in the movie is, the, you know, the army dude, his, his role in the whole thing, like, he's describing to, like, an outsider and to the audience, like, what's going on and how all the pieces fit together. And you almost get the feeling like, even though this movie is like, you know, just it's like one of their adventures. Like this happens on like regular basis. Yeah, the next week is going to be. That's what I got out of it. That's when the aliens come down. That was probably one of uh, Corey Feldman's last big movies too. I can only imagine. Yeah, right? Because he's getting older there. So he, said, right. he said that was 89. That was 89. So, was so after that, he yeah. did Turtles. He oh, was the voice of Donatello. Jackson. 
He probably did do Michael yeah, Jackson. Okay. Or he started doing That's why they're like, ah, we got we to gotta get you a voiceover role in the new tra- Yeah, <laughs> You're dressing too much like Michael Jackson. Wait, he did Michael Jackson, or he did? He just yeah, always dressed Michael up Jackson. like... There was some kind of weird can. thing that he was complaining like a, about. on the glove and... Uh, yeah, no, with the, when the thing, with the Michael Jackson broke, and, like, he, Corey Feldman was like, yeah, I was one of those kids, and, like, something was happening to me, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, really? Yeah, it was on 2020 or something. I got complaining about Michael Jackson. He was probably just trying to get money. Probably. Maybe. He needed it. Well, actually, I saw Corey Feldman in a movie, right? Oh. I went to, uh, I went to, no, no, no I'm just <laughs> saying, like, he's still, That's like, the worst stuff. beginning of a story yeah. ever. I saw like, Corey Lost Feldman. Boys 5. Yeah. Uh, this was, like... He was uh, like a bellhop or something in some hotel. No, he's getting married to some girl who's a socialite. He was talking like, I mean, he was acting like Jerry Lewis in this movie. Like, his whole performance was like, if I can remember the title, I saw it at a film festival. And, like, eventually it turns out that, like, the girl, her father, and, like, the entire family, they're trying to, like, bring some god (laughs) into existence. And, like, it's just the, like, weirdest thing. It happens all in real time. But I thought he was good in it, but I was just like, why are you acting like Jerry Lewis in the whole thing? And this was, uh, <laughs> like, 2005 or something like that. So I think that was before, actually, the Lost Boys sequels. The unfortunate Lost Boys sequels. He was in Sci-Fi Channel's Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys, where <laughs> they gave him a white wig, and he acted like an old man toy maker. Oh, wow. Yeah, as if old man toy makers are still something that exists <laughs> in the world. Well, mm. Sci-fi so channel movie. Mm. When was Gremlins? Because I mean, he that grew up 84. 84. So in the matter in three years, he went through puberty and yeah, because he was what was it Friday the Thirteenth, the Part Five or Part Four? four. Part eighty four was eighty four, and part five was eighty five. I want to say right. It was a year later he came back and did that opening bit. And they didn't even go back. Uh, they shot they shot the opening of Friday Thirteenth Part Five in Cartoon's backyard. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. just went to his house. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's just because the studio demanded well, something leaking. Right, that was probably yeah. that was really his big. He probably only had that just because. Uh, Friday Thirteenth was his first movie, so pretty much means he started in eighty four or eighty three, I guess, if you want to count when you actually yeah, start right. making a movie. Yeah. Huh. So short lived career. <laughs> One of those when was because uh, his voice so got too So he had yeah, two, two fucking uh, crappily voice kid. Credits to his uh, resume then. When was licensed to drive? Eighty seven, eighty eight? Was it 88? Well, but that would have been before this. That would have been before really? the bird. shot it before this? Because this came out in 87. Who knows? This came out in 89. Oh, this was 89. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was thinking it was 87. Yeah. License to Drive was 87. Okay. Pretty sure. Because we do know. Yeah. But I like the way that, you know, Joe Dante is a director. I mean, he always seems to have, like, he's got, like, his repertory, you know, uh, actors, you know, that show up at every fucking Joe Dante movie since... Yeah. You know, I mean, Dick Miller, I swear to God, has had a part in every Joe Dante movie. I mean, he's in the hole, too. It's the last one. Like, he doesn't say anything. I think he just, like, the doorbell rings, they open the door, and, like, he's there, like, a lost neighbor, and they close the door on him. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> somehow you found a way to get Dick Miller in your movie. But he's, I'm pretty sure he's in every 
Joe Dante. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Joe Dante is like, oh my god, I remember you from Bucket of Blood. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, from you know, Roger I'll Corman. put you in yeah. all my movies. Yeah. It's like the Rob Zombie thing where you want to you put your... I'm throwing Gremlins references in there. Well, it's because that. that was a big hit, but I mean, like he... Like was... there's a Gremlins serial. Yeah, but I think there actually was a Gremlins serial. It was a Gremlins yeah. serial, but he does like doing that in in uh in Gremlins. He has the uh, smiley face sticker from the Howling yeah. on the fridge. Yeah, he likes to throw things from his movies and other movies. Yeah, but that's I mean that's a, a lot of directors do that sort of stuff. And that's yeah, but he's sure. like I mean that's like a thing of his is just that heavily self-referential, you know, like shared universe or whatever. Yeah, is it yeah. all like considered within that same world? I mean, does he ever? Because they I don't they think because so, they never play the same characters. You know, it's like, yeah. it's the same actors, but they're not playing the same characters. But they never say, like, like in this movie, they didn't say where they lived, did they? No. It's just a suburb. Yeah, yeah. A suburb, yeah. anonymous USA. Yeah. And even on the, the globe zoom-in, I didn't notice, like, it's, what it's part in, of the world. It's in the Midwest. It was in the Midwest, yeah. Not Illinois, but kind of like, I think it was more like Kansas type area. What yeah. Yeah, because I want to say Henry Gibson, the doctor... He's been in a bunch of Joe Dante movies, Robert Picardo, you know, the other garbage man he's been in. Yeah. Uh, can't remember her name, Wendy, the trophy wife. She's been in a bunch of Joe Dante movies. Yeah. It's like everybody who showed up in the background. And then, of course, Courtney Gaines, thank you very much, has now been in both of your uh, picks. You know? Yes, the Outlanders. Outlanders. Yeah, from Children of the Corn, Malachi is Outlander. I have your woman. I have your woman. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, well, they did something to do. I was like, he's wearing some kind of prosthetic jaw or something like that, or teeth. And a very pale face, like. Yeah, uh, like even his compared, face. But compared <laughs> his to, like, his neck, like, it was, like, super pale. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Good movie. It's funny how they treat it. Like, I don't even know if, I mean, now they do it a lot more with the credits, like, showing, you know, video over the credits or whatever, but. This movie treats the credits like we just watched an instant classic, because it's like the sweeping score, and they go through everybody, you know, all the main characters, and they like they go back and show them like a scene of theirs from the yeah, movie. Yeah, it does the like you know title Hanks, on it, yeah. like the like tur- Ghostbusters, the turn and style. You know, <laughs> I always like, thought that was a great part of Ghostbusters was the credits. You get to see all your favorite characters. Again. Yeah, one last time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did they say the music was Jerry Goldsmith? Yeah. Yeah, I thought but the music was really awesome in yeah. the movie. I was like, oh my god. That's yeah. another, you know, he's part of, he, where he was part of the Joe Dante, you know, stable. I mean, that, those guys all work together, like, all the time. I mean, that was right in that. Was that an Amblin movie? Uh, Image? Image, that's right. It was Ron Howard's. Or Howard's Image or Imagine? It was Imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Imagine. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Was I was Howard. actually just thinking the other day, it's like, really? The, like, the best, the best, like music or movie scores ever has got to, I mean, it's just a handful, really. You got the Jerry Goldsmith, you got Hans, uh, Zimmer. Well, Hans Zimmer, you got, uh, uh, John Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where does James Newton Howard show up on your list or, uh, James Horner? James Horner, for sure. Howard Shore? Yeah, Howard Shore, right? Uh, Christopher, uh, uh, like nowadays, all music scores are just like. Like you can't remember that you can't sing a theme song back to yourself anymore. Yeah, but that's all from the Hans Zimmer like school of 
you know, film scoring because like all those guys, uh, Steve Jablonski, uh, Klaus Badelt, uh, you know, there's one more. Actually, there's a couple more. Uh, Henry Gregson Wagner. They're like all work used to work with Hans Zimmer at like Media Archives or Media Matters or whatever the hell is the name of his uh, yeah, composing his... place was called. And they were all like, you know, it's like theme by Hans Zimmer, but music by right. Henry Gregson Wagner or whatever. And, you know, so I know Hans Zimmer and stuff. Hans Zimmer was involved, but uh, who started the whole foghorn? The Where's the first time we heard that? Probably Michael Shutter Bay Island? something, or I don't know. <laughs> it was right around Shutter Island. If that wasn't the first, it was Shutter Island actually had it in the score of the movie itself. Yeah, it was Inception, that Inception used it in the yeah. trailer. Okay, yeah. But I want to say that it was from yeah. Shutter Island. Yeah. Because now, I mean that that shows up everywhere. It's everywhere, yeah. it is uh, very intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> Very intimidating sound. Right. Well, what else we got? Is there any other insight on the burbs? Burbs, Tom, burbs, insight? I say, see it on a Saturday night. Any Saturday night. (laughs) Doesn't have to be right away. But see it. I mean, it's, it's it's a good movie. It has a unique little twist, and it's a a glimpse into modern suburbia. Because, like, honestly, if you're, like, living in the suburbs like that, you're prying in your neighbor's business, and there's neighbors like that, you know? The pry. Oh, oh, the pry? Or I thought you were going to have, like, the... Uh... <laughs> not the... Not the... Burn bodies. You're, yeah. you're, you're always, like... That too. You're always like, oh, these neighbors are weird. They keep to themselves, and, you know. Well, there's that, you know, I mean, that uh, that maybe, like, it's a boredom that the neighbors don't have anything better to do in this little, you know, this perfect little community that they're really, they're just super bored, and they, you know, they're just creating this drama. Well, it's the it's a thing of where you know the the uh, the the other has moved into your circle of yeah you know the clans yeah. or whatever the clan exists and then the other comes in and the other is different than us or the tribe sorry I guess the clan the uh, the tribe yeah. exists and then the other moves in and what's different about that well, why are they doing this and so we're all going to go and manufacture stuff and they don't come out and you know but then they were right so sometimes it pays to be paranoid <laughs> but, and Joe Dante he's such a good salesman because at one point you're totally against this house and this family that lives in this house and the next second you're like Oh, it was the suburbanites that, you know... Yeah, they're the monsters. They're the crazy ones. Actually, that reminded me, uh, to the point I was thinking of, you might be able to help me out with this, Travis, there's a Twilight Zone episode called The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, Mm -hmm. right? Wasn't that... Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. That's the, like, isn't everybody, like... uh, Uh, Electricity goes out in the neighborhood, and all the neighbors meet in the street, and... And like lights will turn on at one neighbor's house, and they'll be like, "Hey, the Johnsons got lights," and they think that they got something to do with it. Maybe they're aliens. Of course, there's that one little kid that has a comic book and like puts it in everybody's head that like 
this happened in this comic book. And, like, that's, like, almost like on Back to the Future, how I pointed out how, like, yeah, the little kid with the comic book just, like, you know, <laughs> somehow mentions something and yeah, puts it in all the adults' heads. So, but, yeah, then it turns out that it's really aliens that just turned out their electricity. And they're like, see how easy their society unravels? <laughs> based on paranoia. Mm, That's basically uh, the same idea, yeah? For sure. You're, you're paranoid of the, uh, you know. Yeah. I almost bought uh, the entire series of Twilight Zone on Blu-ray yesterday. There are a lot of movies I was like that. That close. You yeah. know what the other tie-in here is? Uh, Joe Dante directed an episode of Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which one did he do? He did the one with the kid who could make things happen with his mind. Yes. That is called, uh, what is that one send called? Send People to the Cornfield? Yeah, Send People to the Cornfield. That was the original episode. That's what the boy did. He sent him to the cornfield. Yeah, what was that called? It was called, uh, It's a Good Life. Yes. It's no, called It's a Good Life. Yeah, and then yeah. in the 90s Twilight Zone, they did a sequel to it called It's Still a Good Life. And they got that little boy yeah. who's all grown up. And it's his daughter that has uh, the powers or whatever. Yeah. I, I still haven't seen it, but I want to. But I want to. Put it on the list. I was thinking about doing that for a list. I was thinking about putting a compilation of what I would consider to be Twilight Zone the movie. If I had to pick, like, five episodes to make a Twilight Zone movie, mm -hmm. I thought of showing the five episodes. I would, yeah, that wouldn't be too cool. bad. Yeah, because they'd be, like, they're only, like, 22 minutes long, something like that. As long as you get them before whatever season three or whatever, it started being like an hour. No, that was only uh, that was only one season. Because yeah. like all the seasons are like almost 40 episodes, and then there's one season where there's 13 episodes. Yeah. But that's it. It's just one season. <laughs> and uh, I can't recall if any of those are actually in my top Twilight Zone lists. Yeah, I don't even remember. I can't remember. I a lot of like the early like half hour ones. That was the other thing I was thinking of while we were watching that movie, and I don't know if it was because... Well, it couldn't have been because of the fact that they were shooting a universal picture, but every time that the television was on, like, I saw you know, some Bela Lugosi movie. It was like the Black Cat or, you know, something was on TV. Yeah. And then uh, what were the three movies that he flipped through? There was The Exorcist, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, oh, yes, yeah. and whatever the uh, the satanic ritual, yeah, the satanic uh, ritual movie, movie was. you got to track that one down. <laughs> you know, but it seems like there was something else at one point. It was just kind of, you know, I mean, like, uh, I'm aware of that kind of stuff in a movie where you know that the director has, like, uh, affinity for the horror yeah. genre. Even when they're making, like, a mainstream movie, the, movie, the they shit they put on, put on TV. TV is, like, yeah, it's the stuff, you know, they, what? they're like, what is, that? what is he watching? <laughs> what is that character on TV watching? Yeah. Yeah. I want to watch what he's watching. <laughs> yeah. I want to turn this off and watch what he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to point out that they were watching uh, Jeopardy at, like, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm doing to the be, thing, I'm the thing. Yeah, I, and then he had to go outside. The thing of this part is, like, until we know what show we have the rights to, oh, I'm the thing, I'm watching the thing. <laughs> you know, I'm not <laughs> contraption. Yeah. He had to say the thing of the thing, because it was, like, just a new, like, right. <laughs> hollow, uh, 
I'm thinking back. I'm trying to figure out like how many sets they actually had to build. I mean, obviously they had to build the Klopek house. That house did look a little they had familiar. To build, uh, yeah, like, well, I, I thought it was almost a fright night house. It is a little. So, the the only thing that right. ruins it's like the banister. The yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, yeah but, but the staircase the almost the, itself looks like it. It's just the fact that it doesn't go across. It goes. Yeah. You know, but it also. Uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, research that one and see if that. But yeah. it could have uh, been the same house, and the, they just the added a different upstairs type. You had to do the inside of his house, and you had to do the inside of um, Tom Hanks's house. That's yeah. it. Other than that, that it's thinking, all right? in the yard. Did it's all outside. Well, they went in uh, the Walters. Walters house. Yeah, they went to Walters house. Oh, they did. Yeah, they but that's it. That's the old guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, the old guy. Walters, the... Uh, well, wait, when I said the old guy, the toupee dude. Yeah, that's Walters. Yeah, yeah Walter. okay, yeah. Now, Walters you, favor. And, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That man. was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that self-aware, you know, that you're you're not quite like a horror movie, but this is the horror movie. <laughs> the Especially that little part. Ah! Rex, Rex, Rex. Yeah. I like how he just took it out of the dog's mouth and threw it back for like, and they didn't touch on it for at least another minute. Yeah. <laughs> and the the whole uh, I forget which it's it's the old guy that he says yeah he asks him about like how long the moving truck was outside. And he's, <laughs> he's like, I don't know how you missed it. It was out there all day. <laughs> and then. <laughs> He asks him something else, and his answer is, no. <laughs> He's like, about a nine on the tension scale there, buddy. Yeah, good. Like, the, you know, they, they set these characters up just to be like, and really when you look at it at face value. What was that guy's name? Brother what? It was Brother. Brother Theodore. Yeah. Brother. So I'm pretty sure that's the guy that played Golem in the Rankin and Bass cartoons, and he's been like in almost all the other Rankin and Bass cartoons. Wow. Yeah. Definitely has Are the mouth. Serious? Or like so. that all of a sudden out of a hat? Well, because <laughs> like, I, because you know what? You he did, you're right. Because he, right. he didn't say a lot. He didn't say a lot in the movie. So like, because his voice is kind of like this, and I didn't. So and so he didn't really talk a lot in he, the movie. Dude, you're right. Dude, you were you were right. Can we get Siri on this, or are you just looking it up? Goal. Goal. Okay, yeah, and he was also he was also in uh, he's a he's like a big voice actor. Holy shit! A lot shit. of cartoons. Somehow we tied this back again to the Hobbit. The, the Hobbit. Greatest <laughs> adventure. He's also in is sang by Glenn Yarbrough. Now if we get uh, Beowulf in there, oh, got it in there, Beowulf. <laughs> I would have had, like, like I said, he didn't say a lot, so I wouldn't have connected it, but I knew that name, just because, I mean, I, I own The Last Unicorn and The Hobbit, and uh, I'm sure he did voices in probably Thundercats. All of this is probably why Joe Dante cast him, when you figure that Joe Dante is doing the Looney Tunes. And, you know, <laughs> but he might have been, they have an affinity I'm for sure he might have been like, like an older, because even, you know, Orson Bean was The Hobbit. And Rankin and Bass, you know, I'm sure these people got like bigger careers outside of America. Yeah. You know, so what did that say? 
did you already click off of that brother? Was it brother Thaddeus? Brother Theodore? Brother Theodore. Brother Theodore. That was the last movie you did, by the way. There's this like really funny anecdote I heard. Uh, <laughs> I heard Orson Bean say on on uh, Dennis Miller, where brother, brother, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Theodore. Brother Theodore. Theodore. Jesus, I want to say Thaddeus so much. <laughs> but he says, some people say I'm in love with my brother. It isn't true. I like my brother. <laughs> so okay, The Stranger, 1946. Uncredited. So Dark the Night in 1946. Uncredited. So Dark the The Lone Wolf in Mexico. Hmm. Fall Guy, 1947. The Black Widow, 1947. Did a lot of work in 1947. A Nose, 1966. Horrors of the Blood Monsters. (laughs) Opening narrated. That's a fantastic title. Horror of the Blood Monsters. Yeah, check that one Gang out. Gang Wars, 1976. Probably know that was the movie in the, uh, you know, on the TV, the Satan Worshipping thing. Well, it yeah. looks like he started doing <laughs> cartoons in 1976 <laughs> with Gums, and 77 as The Hobbit, or The Golem in The Hobbit. He was in Return of the King as, as Golem and Smeagol, the cartoon. He was a regular on the Billy Crystal Comedy Hour. He was in The Last Unicorn, I'm Alive, The Soldier's Tale, and it goes, uh, well, The Burbs was his last movie. Did he pass? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm how to going go. with, yeah, that guy, he, he was, was pretty old looking. Yeah. yeah, I remember because I looked up like who the voice of Gollum was recently. Let's see if we can get the opening narration of... What was it? Data. Blood of the Bl- Night of the Blood Monsters? <laughs> Not, uh, something Horrors of the Blood. Yeah, Horror of the Blood Monster. Yeah, horror. Horror of the Blood Monster. Horror of the Blood Monster. It's also funny that every time, like, if the actor or if the characters were in the front yard Holy of shit, the house. It actually, like, comes up. There was, was like wind and you know debris and leaves blowing yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, there's no no grass. Yeah, where everything else was like you know like a, it yeah. seemed like it was pretty green. I mean, it was like the horror you know production designer. You know, there was that was the yeah. edict. It was like make this look like a you know mm, yeah a ghost house or something. Um, Awesome. I mean, that's cool. You know, to me, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. That's why I was a little disappointed the movie wasn't a little more so. Yeah. It's because he, he he had the atmosphere going for those few scenes. That's why if it was shot in black and white, it would have maybe creeped it out a little it bit had more. like Boris Karloff in it, and, uh, you know. Oh, the scene Boris Karloff was the doctor, and Mary Grant <laughs> was the Tom Hanks guy. So you're just talking about making it a, one of those 50s. Yeah, like Classic the 40s, movies. like a universal... Well, I guess it was a universal movie, but a universal, you know, uh, horror film. Yeah. So um, it was, it was I, a callback to that. I think... John yeah, but I seriously think, like, that was part of why, you know, Joe Dante wanted to do it. I mean, Joe Dante is now known, you know, I mean, he was part of that television show, The Masters of Horror, right? Right. So he was considered to be, you know... Yeah, a master of horror. I'm like, well, for what for? You know, because he's a horror movie historian, kind of. You know, I mean, he knows all well, this that's stuff. Like he's done. You know, every master of horror has really done like one or two good horror movies, and that makes them a master of horror. Well, the ones that Eli are, like, Roth got to do Cabin Fever. 
and hostile, and he's a master of horror. Yeah, and that's like, <laughs> and John Landis is like a master of horror, and it's like, well, what, well, yeah, but I mean, like, I guess you know, John Landis, I keep forgetting, he did, uh, you know, Innocent Blood, which yeah, Innocent I keep Blood. forgetting about that one. Yeah, it's kind of forgettable, and he did uh, <laughs> a little forgettable. <laughs> like America Mar- in London. Well, yeah, like, obviously that one. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, is that? I mean, is that it? No, like, is, uh, am I forgetting something else? Schlock. I mean, is that really hard? Schlock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, Dear uh, Woman. You know, is an episode. I mean, maybe he was just like well known. Masters of Horror episodes. Probably is because he just talks so much about horror. But he knows. I mean, he knows yeah. the shit. I got I uh, see his book. book. Yeah, I got it. That uh, monsters in the movies. I really I mean, want to see. All the captions are his. I mean, he knows. You know everything. <laughs> you know. Yeah. He's one of those guys, you know, so he's been collecting all this stuff and knows all that stuff. I mean, I think Joe Dante is a similar, you know, kindred spirit, you know, because uh, all of his stuff. I mean, you go back. Well, yeah, that's what makes that site of uh, Trailers from Hell really cool. I mean, you go there and, like, you know, it's either him as a commentator on these trailers or he gets, you know, you know all these old Grindhouse directors or he gets. Uh, grindhouse, Grindhouse, Grindhouse. Um, yeah, Brian Trenchard. That will be the sound effect John for whenever we hear the word Greathouse. Greathouse, Edgar Wright, you know, all these guys doing commentary. On, I'm pretty sure you can find, probably find the Django trailer on there. Django. Commentary by somebody. But, right. Yeah. Well, what about the, I mean, clearly the scene in the backyard when they're all digging in the in the earth and the pouring rain in the middle of the night and the lightning. Everything is kind of, yeah. you know, it's it's got that horror appeal. Yeah, like the, yeah. That's classic it. horror. Mm-hmm. And something that uh, during the movie Travis was talking about was the green light. Yeah, the mysterious green light that like just kind of shows up on a wall. And you know what I think <laughs> Throughout the movie, it's like that dark shadows, like gothic, like 1970s TV light is what it is. Yeah. That like, there's a blue light here. Look <laughs> yeah. out for the red light. Well, there's Danger the- awaits. <laughs> there's a line in the beginning of the film where uh, Corey Feldman gives it again, it's a wisdom thing, where he's like, green sky at midnight, green sky at morning, neighbor be warning, or neighbor's yeah. warning. Yeah, but isn't that like red sky at night, soldier, or sailor's delight, or something like that? There's some <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. There's, yeah, yeah, red sky. <laughs> but is that it? Sailor's delight? Afternoon delight. What is it? It's red sky. Red sky delight. Sailor's something. <laughs> <laughs> but then, rockets in flight like afternoon delight whatever it is <laughs> I'm telling you I'm close I know yeah. oh no <laughs> yeah I, I get what you're saying I've always loved that light though you know that's actually something that no no the quote the quote is green sky at morning neighbor take warning oh and then Ray goes green sky at night and Ricky goes neighbor take flight neighbor take flight but that that green light always keeps showing up after that like that's the yeah you know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay, Enough well. Said. <laughs> Green light. No, actually, like, uh, a lot of English movies from the, English horror movies from the 70s really use those reds, blues, and greens, like, extremely effectively. And it is something that, it's like, you need that old film to have it look like it's part of the actual scenery, like it's like, hey, yeah, gothic. Look at it. Look yeah. at that blue, blue yeah. fog out there. You know, it looks yeah. normal. 
You've yeah. seen uh, Legend of Hell House, right? Yeah, you know, I cannot make it through it, but I keep, uh, I've started it many times. For some reason, that's what, while you're talking about this, like, that's what's coming to mind, you know, it's like the lighting. I always think of Tales from Beyond the Grave, they, uh, a couple buys this big wooden door, and at night, there's like, I guess the door used to belong to this pirate captain. Yeah, 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 so I that's, That's a, a great yeah, one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the uh, lighting yeah. is so awesome. It's, I mean, yeah. the room is all blue, and his skin's blue. What's and... the one where uh, David Warner buys the mirror? That's Tales from Beyond the Grave. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like that one. Dude, too. Tales from Beyond yeah. the Grave is a pretty, like, <laughs> forgotten English horror movie. There's that one with Donald Pleasance and his daughter where the little boy wishes for his parents to die. And... I don't remember how that works out. Yeah, it's a really Donald good Pleasance's one. Donald Pleasance's daughter is, like, pretty creepy. So I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be uh well they did Amicus did Tales from the Crypt in seventy two, they did the Vault of Horror. I'm pretty sure Tales from the Grave Beyond the Grave was supposed to be the Haunt of Fear movie. Mm-hmm. They just maybe couldn't get yeah, but was was Evelyn the night Evelyn comes out of the grave, wasn't that like a multi uh I thought that was like <coughs> another anthology film. I'm not sure, I've never seen it. Maybe it has one it's one of those retitled. I think it's the night Evelyn comes out of the game on the grave. That's, Am- that's Amicus? I want to say so, yeah. Amicus. I could be way off. Let's I could be. I really wanted to bring over Tales from the Crypt for Christmas because of the uh, the Santa Claus story at the very beginning of it. It's like a classic. I saw that when I was a kid. I actually wanted to change my answer when I said Scrooged was my favorite Christmas. Nope, it's that Tales from the Crypt story. Now's your chance. 1972. I'm changing it officially. <laughs> officially! For the year 2013. Tales from the Crypt is my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> Mark it. Print it. Mm. Well, no, this is coming back with, like, an Italian director. Mm. Uh, Italian, Italian, Italian giallo. So now, Night Evelyn, Evelyn Came Out of the Grave. Is an Italian movie, not an amicus film. What are our final verdicts for? Well, hold on. First, I want to mention that uh, we had pizza for pizza. dinner. Pizza. Well, usually it's not a, really usually, relative to yeah, the. So it, really, it is. No, here. Oh, hold here on. we go. Hold on. Oh, you oh found yeah, it was. <laughs> There's a running joke towards like the last half of the movie <laughs> when Corey Feldman's like, "Don't There's go a pizza anywhere." Dude. <laughs> I There's call, a pizza dude coming. I called the pizza dude. <laughs> And then at the end, the pizza dude shows up, crashes into something, all these pizza boxes fall out. <laughs> it wasn't even a pizza truck. What was it? It was, it was a van. Like, it was like a pizza van. It was like a van, yeah, because like the sliding well, door. We don't know. I don't know the pizza van. Like, fucking well. pizza boxes fall out. But as a kid, like that was like, I remember <laughs> that. That's why I chose pizza because it was like that line is so hilarious. Pizza. I mean, you're nine years old. You go to the movies, and it's like. I call the pizza dude, and then at the end you get the payoff of the. I like how important <laughs> pizza was to kids in the like early nineties, like late eighties and the early nineties. Yeah, but I don't see it much in like TV where it's like pizza. Like you know, you got the gang of kids like yeah. all right. They're two Steinos pizza rolls, man. Yeah, but that's like commercialism. They're pushing that on them. But like you know, there was a genuine like when Turtles came out, there was a genuine love of pizza, like none other. Well, Ninja Turtles did more for the pizza business than 
Yeah, than than freaking pepperoni. Annoyed. <laughs> 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 annoyed for I'm sure. Annoyed. Yeah, the pop game. culture made pizza what it was, you know. And now you don't really have that. I mean, like Tom says, Whoa. you have a pizza well, roll. We still got. Uh, are we still doing like? Chinese takeout in uh, pop culture is that still like the go-to? That's, that's actually a big part of uh, Big Bang Theory is the Chinese takeout. I guess that would be pop culture. Yeah. Any sort of like... I don't know if that's pop like, culture. I think it's nerd culture. It's a nerd cultureism. With nerd culture slowly becoming pop culture. I even think there's the just, pop culture people actually don't get into the nerdisms there's that too they many, find. So there's so many choices now, you know, whether it be like delivery or whatever. Like, back then, it was like, a kid could call the pizza dude, and he'd bring you dinner. Pizza dude! And it was awesome. You know, you, you didn't even have to leave your house. You just I don't get it. This still it doesn't happen anymore? What it does. expensive now it is. It does, but you can, you can call. I'd rather go pick up yeah, my like own pizza. It's like somebody's leaving the babysitter, and I left you 20 bucks to order a pizza. Bam! Maybe that's or, it. Maybe it's like, you don't have transportation. You know, it's, yeah, you're yeah. talking about a 15-year-old on a bike, so dude, I just the, saw the pizza dude is the coming. Possession. This... This uh, past summer, they lived on pizza in that movie. Just saying. The possession. possession. It's a Jewish, like, uh, demon. The Dybbuk box. Oh, okay. With oh, the, so they live on pizza. With the Watchmen guy. Should be yeah. called the yeah. possession. I can't believe that <laughs> paranormal guys are coming out with another damn, like, your son is possessed movie. It's like... Those guys Wait, are... Is that the area... No, what is... No, it's alien not... Thing? No, what's it the called? Dark Skies. Dark Skies. No, yeah. is it Dark Skies? That's yeah. an alien Insidious movie, dude. Insidious Chapter 2? That's a real thing. Is it really? Just throwing it out there. Is you it? heard it here first, folks. Is Freaks. it called Dark Skies? That's an alien movie. Is it going to be an alien movie? Yeah, have you seen the trailer? It's totally aliens. Dude, those, like, four flocks of birds all fly something? into the house at once. It's awesome. There's a shot of the alien, like... Hunched over. What? There's a shot of the alien? There's a shot of the alien. I didn't see that. The very end of the trailer, there's a shot of the alien. Dude, I don't even remember the trailer. I think I saw it maybe a long time ago. At the the end of the trailer. As soon as I started watching the trailer. At the end of the trailer, the the girl, the the lady standing there, and like behind her, you see like the alien hunched over, and you start to get up, and then the trailer ends. But you know it's the alien. Sounds sweet. On the front of Django. Everything. You probably like it. There's a little boy shit, possessed man. or something. <laughs> That's that paranormal activity guy's like, Dude. I got another idea, guys. <laughs> a little kid <laughs> is possessed. Every single Brilliant. trailer on the front of Django is a paranormal activity movie. What? Every single one. What? Either it was a real one by the producers or it was a spoof on it. Oh, the fucking... The scary movie 5. Scary movie house? 5 and a haunted house. Yeah. I didn't see a haunted house. Then what's the real one? It was like the first one. Uh, really? Dark Skies. I that was on the front of Django? Did yeah. you see the alien? I don't remember seeing it. he's hunched over. I just remember uh, these birds start hitting the house. Hitting the house. Yeah, and yeah. There's, like uh, there's, totally like, there's, there's an alien at the end of it. There's an alien in there? Yeah. Yeah. Only time seems to have seen an alien. Positive. Yes. Well, you didn't see Django, though, so maybe it was, Django. Maybe it was a different trailer. Bam. Oh, you're trying to be like, oh, well, I didn't see no alien. I didn't see no... Because you didn't see Jenga, that don't count. So, another point that I... Oh, wait, no, I think we already made that point. Never mind. So, do we have a... Uh, do, we, do we get anything else on uh, on uh, the burbs, or do we need to wrap up on the burbs? I think we can wrap it up. Round robin stuff. I'm done with it. 
Did you like it? Uh, I liked my viewing experience, but it's like it's in the hole. You seem to be laughing what? quite a bit. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. It's I never got to see it again. It's in the vault. See, would you recommend it? I'd recommend its viewing. That is a yay. I wouldn't recommend its purchasing. Like, well, that's fine. You can't buy it anywhere. You can. You just gotta think ahead. Not wait yeah. till the night Should you're trying you to watch the movie to try to buy something. It'll be there in five to ten weeks. Dude, if you go to eBay Movie Mars, that's uh, like the best place to buy old DVDs. You'll find them for like six bucks. You don't know that that's free shipping. Free shipping. Nice. I'm telling you, Movie Mars on eBay is the best. Movie Mars, the eBay store. Movie Mars. That's a free plug for Movie yeah, Mars right there. It's not necessarily... All right, Tom, what'd you think I'm of the I'm just saying, people that love movies. Uh, see, you know, I like, I like the Burbs. I, I saw it, like, a year ago. I'm like, I like First time a year ago? Most. What the... What in the hell spurred that? Well, I don't know. It was on I Netflix. guess it's an alien. Like, yeah, hey. yeah, I concur. These guys are watching the dark It looks like through. Communion 3. Oh, we're trying to talk about the Burbs. Sorry. So... I I watched it a year ago, and I was actually, like, thinking tonight, we're like, oh, great, I'm going to go see the Burbs, I'm like, and I was thinking, like, on retrospect to the Burbs, I'm like, man, I'm not looking forward to seeing the Burbs. Like, the Burbs was one of those movies where, like, I saw it once. Yeah, that's how I feel right now. I liked it. <laughs> But I never want to see it again. I feel exactly. I know how you feel. <laughs> <clears throat> but I want to recommend it to my brother. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, seeing it again tonight, I'm like, okay. I didn't need to see it again tonight. I didn't really want to see it again tonight. <laughs> it's like if it comes on TV, I'm going to watch it. Right. Oh, it's like, oh, it's, oh, like, oh, it's okay. like, I, yeah, I mean, it's. Would, would you? Okay. Return of the Living Dead is exactly like that. What? I, saw, I saw it once. Oh, I don't agree. Like, <laughs> like eh, you know, I liked it. Never want to see it again. Ever. Go my brilliant movie I've seen ever it seen in my life. Like, there's there's some movies that are like that. Where it's I just like, want to throw out that that was a really weird, like, out of left field connection. God damn it, Bert. <laughs> what, what? No, it, it, it is exactly because. Can we the, really trust that bastard? The Burbs fits into this whole philosophy of, like, the be, 80s stank. But Return of the Dead's a what fucking the classic. Fuck no, okay. Return Wait, of the Living Dead's a classic. Uh, see, I agree with Travis on that one. I think the Return of the Living Dead stands outside of the 80s as a classic. A classic movie. Picture. But, now, wait, what is this 80s stank? Uh-oh. Well, I'm not saying that the bur The Burbs doesn't necessarily... No, you did actually okay, yeah, just actually say did. that it, it falls does. under the whole the 80s stank. It what does. is the 80s stank? It does. All right. Here we go. The 80s stank... Uh-oh. Is a movie that I like to refer to. See, Wait, it's a movie? This basement's no, gonna blow up. No, it's small it movie. It's saying the entire decade of the '80s film industry <laughs> was somehow lackluster. Wait, let him explain yes. himself. Though. I'm gonna blow up. <laughs> Certain <laughs> movies in the freak. '80s have what I like to refer to as the '80s stink. They have like a certain style to them. It's a just, lack of style. That just like reeks of eightiesness. <laughs> They're unpretentious. Are you using the term dated? Is that what you're saying? That it, the film is dated? No, 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 no. Because like, see, seventies movies don't have it. 
60s movies ain't got it. Well, they would have the 70s thing. <laughs> they ain't or got no the 60s thing. thing. They ain't no, like, That's like, because you only have seen, like, the classics of the classics of the 70s. No, probably. I've seen the stink. Because anything seen, that's been forgotten is, I've like, fucking buried. One day I will pull out Ilsa. Uh, I guess you need more examples of movies that reek of 80s stink. No, I think yeah. Poltergeist 2 no. reeks of 80s okay. stink. Movies that reek <laughs> of I don't need titles. I need, like, an example of the stink, the stench. Yeah, what is what is stench? Explain the stench. Because if you're going to say, like, I think, you know, what the fucking Return of the Living Dead has 80s stank on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Lost see. Boys got some 80s stank. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gremlins, Gremlins got some 80s stank. Oh, no, Gremlins doesn't because you like Gremlins. No, 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 Gremlins doesn't. <laughs> okay, what the, the fuck are you talking about? What like the a, hell? It's they it's totally like a, are 80s movies. They don't, but, they don't, but they movie. don't have the 80s stank. Well, at first explain the stank. And then yeah, we'll, I think we need to know what the, the, the fuck is stank is. The stank to me is like, it's like a... It has to do with like a lot of the style of clothing and like that. So it's dated. That use wait, of you mean the, green the, lights. Wait, the, like, in the shit that they use in Gremlins, like are the green lights on the fucking like pods all over the place, and the clothing's and the hairstyles and yeah, lots of sweaters, the sweaters and shit, the Phoebe Cates and her fuck. Yeah, that. Okay, all right. So you just right I will there. not hear any talk of Phoebe Cates. <laughs> So yeah, 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 okay, so you're saying okay. that so your yes, favorite Gremlins movie let's talk about my movies. girlfriend. Yes. It has the 80s. It's got 80s. Stank Phoebe Cates, I love you, and I will defend your honor. Therefore, <laughs> what? You hate the 80s stank movies. So you're saying that you don't like 80s movies because that was the style. I think of the that's time. it. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of 80s movies that have that going on, and it's just. <laughs> it's, called, it's called every 80s movie has that going on. And it's just what fucking sucked about the goddamn 80s. <laughs> Because the music has it, too. Like, like the fucking music, music general, has yeah. it, the fucking, the music has it, the film has Wait. it, everything about the 80s. I fucking hate the 80s. Well, well, I grew up in the 80s, and you know what? I fucking hate the 80s. There it is. And I'm a there's your old fucking bitterness I'm a, right I'm there. I'm a mid-30s year old man, and I grew up in the 80s. 80s was my childhood, and you know what? I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. I hate fucking He-Man. What? Have you watched He-Man? This podcast is over. That motherfucker is gay. Okay. Yeah, you can't... The cartoons? It was for four-year-olds. Okay. It was for three-year-olds. They all suck, dude. The character suck. design they is, like, one of the coolest things suck. ever. No. Nobody no. looks no. as awesome as Skeletor and no. E-Man and Merman and Beast Man. I actually think Mumra and Thundercats uh, is a better design. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, okay. Mumra and Thundercats. from She-Ra, for fuck's sake. Like, oh, you can't even participate in this conversation, Time. You hate it all. You just, you've already taken yourself out of it. You're like, He's, I hate all that let's stuff. Let's talk about... Let's talk about 1984, I, I, the fucking magic year. We're talking Ghostbusters, Terminator, Gremlins, fucking... Like, I grew up in the 80s. Transformers, right? G.I. Joe, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Friday 13th, the final chapter. You should love the 80s. I mean, that's what you grew up with. I know! Fucking but, like, 80s. there's so much 80s, there. 80s the was the only, like, decade where special effects actually the happened. Special like, effects now that when you look at it, they're like, no, they're fucking awful. No, no, about, actually, like, actually, actually today's special effects prove how much special effects in the genius. 80s were amazing. Yeah. Because today's special effects are horrible because we relied too much on CG. 
So now, now well, they're trying to recreate it's an, with CG shit that they were doing. Or else, people that do use something Actually, practical, you know, it's like a lost art form, so they suck at it. You know what I haven't seen in a while is the eighties vortex. Yeah, 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 you ain't like seen the that Monster Squad. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. The C- I haven't seen the vortex. CG version of the because now the it's a portal. Vortex. Now you, you can look inside right. and see what's inside. Can you there. explain that to our listeners and me? The vortex? Yeah. Yeah, the vortex. Yeah, yeah it's like somebody, a so for some reason, yeah, an orbital opens in the center of the screen yeah. or whatever, and it's a big. It's like, usually just a light. <laughs> There's a big hole and a big like swirling okay. thing. Usually it's has like usually green, you can tell it's sucking or in or sucking out. Lights, red lights going on, and a wah 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 wah. Some eighty synth music going on. Yeah, yeah. Usually, <laughs> I think I think it had a lot of orchestral stuff in the ones that I remember. That's started. crazy. So I think I got to figure out the time. You're like living in the present, in the moment, always. Whoa. Right. I mean, the nostalgia of the eighties. No, no, it, it fucking, it, it, it's there. I have the nostalgia of the 80s, man. And what right. part of the 80s? It, it just it's fucking, not... it's, it's all, like all of it, man. Like, I oh, can take the now. fucking 80s quiz, like, do you love the 80s? And like, oh, yeah. Like, it comes yes on all of them. <laughs> I fucking hate myself for it. So uh, Garfield, Thundercat, T-Man, Transformers, I fucking don't I go by. I think Brent is actually on to something. Because a couple weeks ago we watched a movie from the 60s called Django, and I believe that Tom was one of the, like, nah, I can't recommend that movie because it's fucking, like, you know, yeah. there's a problem with it. It's not uh, American enough. It's, it's too Italian or something. It's like, I hate that movie, too. From the 60s. Yeah. I think you just don't like anything that wasn't made in, like, the Hobbiton. Shut the hell up. But, okay, Ooh. now, I'm trying to understand this, because we just went through some sort of meltdown where Tom told us that <laughs> he, <laughs> he hated everything about the 80s. And then I Fucking just... Rubik's Cubes, <laughs> Care Bears. What? Who the fuck hates Care Bears? But then I said... Fucking I, those color-changing t-shirts. But I asked you... Crazy. I, I said... Say one word about the fucking snorks. We're going to have to take this outside. I suggest... <laughs> fucking snorks. <laughs> so, the podcast will show. I suggested that maybe you're living in the present in the moment. And you said, no, I liked something about the 80s. And then I asked you what it was. And then you said you liked everything about the 80s. And oh, yeah, then, I, I like, I, you know, you know, I'm a child of the 80s. So, like, I can, like, refer, like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, and, like, you know. But we just broke through some sort of 80s, like, landmine in your mouth. I don't think you hate it. blew up. And you yeah. told us that you hated, you hated everything, everything about So, the what do you like about the 80s? You're trapped, because the correct answer now, the only answer you have is nothing. I just want you to have your chance. I just want you to explain yourself. You backed yourself into a corner. The only thing you can say is nothing. I hated it all. But your your top three favorite films. Oh, yeah. Go. What? 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 Top three favorite films. Of all time? Yeah. Yeah, so, so, so it's like Back to the Future. Uh, okay. Okay. Fucking, uh, that's the Star Wars. That's another 80s movie going on right there. Okay. Yeah. You know, Which one? Probably the first one. Oh, that's that 80s movie. No, but the other two are. I'm going to want them in there and consider those 80s. And. You totally got 80s stink on. Don't feed them after midnight. Oh, uh, yeah. It's 84. Hmm. 
Any far south. And I, I do have like a huge uh, unhealthy affinity towards the Thundercats. <laughs> okay, now hold on. <laughs> Wait. Okay, you said He Man. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, fuck He Man. Fuck He Man. So there's certain elements of the 80s that we can all agree on that clearly Tom does not like. So we know going forward, like any movie that is chosen for the Saturday Night Freak Show, if it was made between the year 1980. You know, I, and December of 1989, it has a light, strong likelihood that Tom is not going to like well, it. Well, see, here's the thing, right? And I, and I was thinking about this, too, and I'm like, hey, what kind of movie am I going to fucking choose for next week? So I'm still, like, to- toying with that idea. And, like, I'm like, God damn it, man. All of the fucking movies are in the fucking 80s, man. It's like... Oh, man, you, what, doesn't it suck that they only made good movies in the eighties? Like, that, that should what, be more of your they made, they made <laughs> movies <laughs> before nineteen eighty yeah. and after. I mean, and after, yeah. But why? Why is that? Why like, are we're you choosing movies for the eighties? Wait, like, yeah, what are you talking about? You chose sixty-six. You chose one from fucking what last year? Well, no, I, I picked. Like, maybe we need to pick current ones. I don't know. Mine was from like ninety-three. But you choose what you want. That's right. We pick what we want. So you're not like I'm stuck. I might only do the eighties now. Early eighties. That's rough because it even feels a little seventies. That was confusing. <laughs> like Clash of the Titans, right, 1980, well, but fuck, it looks like versus the burbs or whatever like do you need to see it you know if you are more inclined toward you know like you know horror uh, horror movies uh, horror the, the genre the burbs is uh you know then you first should probably check that that out yeah i don't know i was uh surprised again like i said i think i saw it a long time ago i did find myself remembering some of the you know significant jokes didn't remember the plot believe it or not but uh <laughs> 
That's what I'm saying. It's like the plot. It doesn't. It as much yeah, as it's like, about sneaking over going. there, it's kind of yeah. not about sneaking over I remember over Red there. Rover, Red Rover, send Sam on over or whatever. You know, I mean, like all that stuff and this crazy zoom in. I remember that when it happened and, and stuff like that. And, the, you know, what was it? Uh, I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is <laughs> our, our pal. pal. <laughs> <laughs> Satan is good. Satan is our oh, pal. Oh, that was the other thing. That was the other thing I noticed. <laughs> uh, the demonology book that they're yeah. reading, it's like, credited to like a Justin Car- Carswell or something and I'm like why does that name sound familiar and there's a movie called um, Night of the Demon which is based on a story called The Casting of the Runes and in that the, the that black and white movie Night of the Demon yeah yeah huh. the guy the Satanist his name is uh, something Carswell really and as I was looking it up that's Joe Dante's next movie. He's doing Casting the Rose. He's he's doing the remake. Really? With Simon uh, Pegg. As wow. Guy. Yeah, so I was like, what the fuck? Crazy. But, uh, <laughs> I've only seen it even one time on AMC when good. I was probably like, really? i got to see it again. Well, it's just, I was pretty young. I was pretty like, young for a black and white well, demon it's just, movie. It's, it's, yeah, but it, it's kind of that, you know, like there's a Satanist in it that this reporter goes to interview, and the Satanist is kind of like the 50s version of a Satanist. Like, <laughs> yeah. They haven't got a fucking clue. He's basically just a guy in a tuxedo who's like, oh, look at me, I'm all evil. And then he gives the guy a, a rune, and basically if you've got the thing, then the demon's going to come for you like in, tw- in seven days or whatever. I mean, it's one of those kind of countdown things. And he's got to figure out a way to give it back. What's the... There's Curse of the Demon in Night uh, of the Demon? Yeah, they're, uh, one's the, they're the same movie. Are they? Yeah, no, there's two the, different movies. No, it's the yeah, American because I've seen a DVD. And the, really? And the, uh, I could have sworn to God I saw like a DVD with... Yeah, like, they're both on it. Yeah, but, yeah, it, but I thought like, it made a, it seem like a, it was a double re-edit. feature. Yeah, but really? it's a re-edit of the same movie. Craziness. Yeah, but uh, as far as the burbs go, I would go like, that was up my alley. I liked it. I'd sign off on it, and that'd be a yay uh, from Colin. That's, all right, excellent. So, so far, as far Crazy. as recommending it, we're three for three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a yay for me. Of course, there's four of us. Well, I thought it was terrible. No, it was my pick. I, I love it. I, uh... All right, so here's what I think it'll be cool, right? Since this is the first uh, podcast of 2013, right? Now, we've basically seen everything that we're going to see of 2012. I haven't seen Django Unchained yet, so I'm going to leave that off. I don't know where it is. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Django Unchained yep. yet. Uh, but what was your favorite? Not necessarily the best, but what was your favorite? Let's say five movies of 2012. And what are, say, the top five movies you're looking forward to in 2013 if you got that? Starting with Travis. All right. My top five in no particular order is the Studio Ghibli's Secret World of Arietti, which was their adaptation of The Borrowers. The Grey, starring Liam Neeson, about fighting wolves <laughs> in a crash plane. Yeah, they don't fucking fight wolves. Cabin in the Woods, the classic uh, comedy horror from the creators of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ted, which I thought was a hilarious buddy comedy by uh, Seth MacFarlane, the creator of Family Guy. And The Amazing Spider-Man, which saved the Spider-Man franchise <laughs> and gave me my first Spider-Man movie, which Sam Raimi could not do 
Those are bold words. Those are very <laughs> bold words, staying true. And I'm looking forward to, in 2013, to the Man of Steel. Um, Pacific Rim. Evil Dead. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that one. <laughs> that one Let's see, what else is coming out? The list. What else is coming out in 2013? I haven't even seen this trailer for Pacific Rim, so I, oh, can't, put, awesome. I can't put that on my list. Dude, huge monsters and robots that fight. Yeah, I know, it looks really bad. <laughs> I, I, I should see the trailer I so I can put it on my list. Anything besides those three that I'm really looking forward to. Let's go with those three. Yeah, those are, yeah. That's it. Awesome. Next. Tom. All right. Uh, favorite movie in 2012 probably is The Hobbit. Because it's about dwarves. Yeah. They don't look like dwarves. Looking dwarves. Well, it's got dwarves, and there's lots of dwarf <laughs> antics and fighting. That, that that makes it number one on a list. Bam. Dwarves. Dwarves. Is Period. It, is it better than the Lord of the Rings trilogy? <sighs> no. Yes. Well, like... <laughs> From a dwarf aspect, probably, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dwarf, dwarf action. There is some serious dwarf battling going on. There's there. a lot of dwarf on dwarf action. Dwarf on dwarf action. Well, there ain't really dwarf on dwarf action. There's dwarf on orc action. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> uh, number two is The Avengers. Number three is Batman Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight. Number four is Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Ooh, yeah. And number five, Star Wars Phantom Menace in 3D. Whoa. Wow. Uh, does that count? I think there's an asterisk there. And there's an asterisk because, like, it's already been released. So, like, it came out before, so it's just a re-release in 3D. Fair enough. Uh, my movies I'm looking forward to 2013 are, well, looking to see more of The Hobbit. Uh, Star Trek. Uh, Into Darkness. Yeah. Into Darkness. Uh, Star Trek, Star Wars movies in 3D. Both episode 2 <laughs> and episode 3. <coughs> that, that counts as 2. Wow. I didn't uh, think they were going to do asterisks. those in 3D. Uh, both in one year. Yeah, like. both in one year. And probably Oz. Wait, are they... Two new Star Wars movies? No. no. They're just the 3D. Attack yep. okay. of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And yeah. 3D. yeah. You know, I got, I, it's like Star Wars. It's like obligation. I got to put them on the list. When are the new Star Wars movies coming out? Like 2015. There's supposed to be new news about it in January. Yeah. Okay. New news. All right. So this is Colin. I got, uh, well, I had a, a toss up. Uh, Dark Knight Rises or Sinister for my number five. I went with Sinister because that was the movie that like gave me something, you know. Like I'm a horror fan, and that one had the creep factor, and so I put that on my list over Dark Knight Rises, where I thought, you know, uh, I like. Or did Dark was Rosal Destiny? <laughs> That's still a fucking awesome movie, though. Uh, but then uh, number four, I went with uh, Prometheus. Uh, I don't know. I like uh, big uh, science fiction movies. I mean, I like them when they're intelligent like that and they're going after big ideas. And, you know, I think a lot of the problems that people had with that movie, I think, are going to go away over time as as people reevaluate it. Uh, Number uh, three, uh, and this is uh, why I bumped uh, Dark Knight also, because I really liked Chronicle. 
Like, I really liked that movie. That was a surprise, you know, that uh, Mm. when I was watching through that, because that's a superhero, it's a supervillain movie, you know? Yeah. And that's an angle that I haven't seen done either in found footage or in a comic book uh, film that way before. Uh, Number two, uh, The Grey, which may have been the most powerful motion picture experience uh, that I had uh, that year of 2012. Dude, they're not wolves, they're death. It's man, <laughs> man versus you know, man versus life, man versus dead. It's a fucking deep movie, and it's fucking like you just feel like you have gone to war with your soul. Yeah, I have by the to time say, you come out of that fucking movie, I, I I remember talking to you about that movie, and I actually I think that you you turned me on that movie. Like I I went into it thinking ah, it's kind of a like I was pointing out the plot holes in the film. But after talking to you about it, and like you had this grander idea of what it was, and I think you're right, it is. It's a better film than I gave it credit for. There's a yeah, few few experiences that I've had this year that like just man. Did you see that in the theater? Yeah, or, yeah, okay. yeah. And I was actually afraid to watch it again on video. I had it fucking sitting here for like weeks before I actually worked myself up to Crazy. to watching wow. it again. And uh, number one, I'm going to go with, okay, it's maybe a, a lighter version, uh, a lighter movie, but it'd be The Cabin in the Woods. I mean, I, I sure. mean that yeah. was the end-all, be-all, uh, you know. Uh, 80s horror-like. Well, that's the, they went after the entire horror genre. I mean, everything. But Scream was the slasher movie. Cabin in the Woods was to horror, movies, horror movies. Like, uh, just completely, like, the final, you know, exclamation <laughs> point, bam. Uh, dissertation on the genre. Uh, what I'm looking forward to in 2013, uh, Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. I'm just intrigued. I don't know what the fuck that is. I want to see it. Uh, Pacific Rim. Uh, I mean, it's giant, giant robots. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's insane that movie got made. And I can't wait to see it. Uh, Man of Steel just looks like the Batman Begins of uh, of Superman. Uh, Evil Dead, now that Travis mentioned, I'll put that on there. That looks awesome. awesome. And uh, the other one I think is flying under the radar, but I think you're going to want to see it, especially Travis Will. Uh, It's James Wan's The Conjuring, which I'm hearing lots of good things about. It's like they they did their version of uh, like the Amityville Horror with the uh, the investigators, the the Warrens. It was the two, the man and wife, who investigated like these hauntings. It's got Patrick Wilson and I don't even remember who else is in it, but it's supposedly doing really well on, like, it's got some buzz mm-hmm. building. So that's the horror movie to look at in 2013. Excellent. Wow. Lots to look forward to. Um, my top five, I'm going to try and rattle this off pretty quick so I don't forget. Um, real quick, in no particular order, Cabin in the Woods, I agree. Definitely. Top five of 2012, that film changed my you know, changed my idea of what a horror film can be. And it really went above and beyond. I think I might need another beer for this, though. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can make that happen. Thank you, sir. Uh, also, um, well, I have to say this, Flight. Flight was another one that, obviously from my man Robert Zemeckis, but watching it, going into it, I had a certain idea about what it was. And it was something completely surprisingly different and pleasantly different. You know, I mean, it's not a pleasant film by no means, but it's <laughs> it's, it's a good shining. Uh... <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> At the same time, I'm taking a bottle of beer. <laughs> but uh, so that's two. 
Um, Django, Django squeaked in there. It's a phenomenal film. Um, if, you, if you have the chance, I highly recommend going to see it in the theaters. Um, that's three. I would also ask, was Captain America this year? No. no. Oh, damn. Avengers. Yeah, see, I really liked Captain America. <laughs> um, okay, what was the one with Ethan Hawke in the house? Sinister. Sinister. Sinister's up there. That was another one that, like... That movie's just not getting enough love, goddammit. Yeah. And it's good. <laughs> it is really good. And it's something that, again, it changed my view of what a horror film can be. You know, like, surprised me the whole way through it. And I have to say, for the fifth, oh, man, I don't have anything for the fifth. I'm drawing a blank. But you're not, you're not just slipping the gray in there. Now you were just saying what you No, were, I mean, no, it's still, no. I don't think it's at the top, though, okay. I mean, of what I've seen this year. Actually, I would have to say Cloud Atlas. Oh. Cloud Atlas is a phenomenal film. Like, it's along those lines of, like, there's fears in that movie that, like, are, like, genuine, like, it's like when a movie taps into your fears, you know? Like, there's movies that I see that's, like, it's very personal, and there's something about that film, like, it's it's just, it's like, this real, genuine, like, I, I don't know, I don't think it's a horror film, but it's scary at hmm. points, and it's, it's really good. So I, I guess that that's five, right? That would be my five for next year. Um... I guess I'm really excited about Superman, definitely. That'd be at the top of the list. Um, whatever, I haven't seen The Hobbit this year. I want to see The Hobbit next year. I'm, at some point, i got to watch those. So The Hobbit, uh, what's the second one, whatever it is. Desolation of Smog. Is it really? Yeah. That's the name of it? Uh -huh. Awesome. The Desolation of Smog. I'll put that on my list for sure. <laughs> um, I want to see Dark Skies. I do want to see Dark Skies, because the paranormal guys have not disappointed to this point. Um, you mentioned Rebel Diaries? I'll like put, that, I want to see Witchfinder. <laughs> oh yeah, Witchfinder. Witchfinder. <laughs> <laughs> What's the use of not plugging last names and stuff, and they're going to point out like the filming. <laughs> Witch, Witchfinder's at the top of that list for next year. Um, and then there's one more, right? Uh, what else is coming? Oh, no, no, I don't want to see Die Hard. What? I, saw, I saw a preview for Die Hard. You know, I'm like, until I saw his son, I was like, fuck! <laughs> yeah. It looked really good until it's like, my boy. It's like, god damn it. Once again, we gotta watch our favorite heroes fucking babysit their kid on an action adventure. God damn it. Until, yeah, there was... Until I see a rated R... Uh, <laughs> until, <laughs> rated R? They won't uh, say yet. Uh, Bastards. <laughs> oh, I'm curious. I, I need more information, but I'm curious about Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardian. It's going to be Marvel's a, first block. There is a, there there is a, there is a no raccoon in it. Yeah, Rocket Nobody Raccoon. Knows is, and there's a raccoon in it. Rocket Raccoon. I'm excited about Rocket Raccoon. Ten year olds are going to see it. I'm kind of excited about seeing Rocket Raccoon in action. Got to admit. I actually heard that they're not even going to deal with Thanos in the Avengers 2. Like, they're going to worry about Thanos for Guardians of the Galaxy, is what I heard. Rocket Raccoon. Tell you. Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon. That's where it's at. It's been really popular amongst Marvel fans for a long time, but can they sell a but movie? To a, yeah, to a, you got to sell it to me, because I'm like not a comic book person, and just hearing this is like, 
Rocket Raccoon is a badass motherfucker, dude. Just by you saying that does not make it like more appealing what? for me to see. It. I, think so I gotta tell you, he's not. He's not like Rocket Raccoon. Raccoon. Oh, he's yeah, yeah, Rocket yeah. Raccoon. No, he, he's not, not like gonna... a cutesy little raccoon. Yeah. He's a raccoon with a fucking bazooka. That's like uh, what that makes it even better. That's uh, what uh, Thor did for me. Like watching <laughs> Thor, like I had no interest in seeing Thor for a long time until the Avengers was coming out, and then I was like, I better see this before I see the Avengers. That film. Yeah, I thought that'd be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but like, they say, how are you going to do this? Yeah, and they took such a you know a human you know down to earth look at it. It's almost a comedy, and I it's, it could have been it's even more fantastic. How would they have made it more fantastic? Anyway, <laughs> seriously, I don't know. Thor, Thor like, is probably like my favorite superhero. So it's like the only problem with these yeah, new Marvel movies is like they really don't put a lot into them. It's really so just like here's your origin. Iron Man three. I I'm looking forward to it. I just you know, uh, I'm not. It's kind of like hey, you need to stop Man. making the damn Iron Man movies and just focus on Avengers. Like once you made the Avengers, you can make you can. You don't need to make Iron Man 3. You don't need to make Thor 2. You don't need to make Captain America I think America they do need 2. to make Thor 2. <laughs> I do. Just explain like more said, of one, Thor? I just want to see more Thor. Well, yeah, not a bad I, I thing see seeing more yeah, superheroes. Uh, I do want to see more not a bad thing Thor, at all. But, I mean, like, okay, so like Captain America 2, what's he going to do? Like, ah, oh, crap. Captain America 2 is going to be about Bucky becoming the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Remember how Bucky like flew off the train in the first one? Well, he was actually nabbed up by Russians, and oh, they really? brainwashed him and turned him into a Soviet sniper called the Winter Soldier, a Russian assassin. Is that from the comic book? Mm-hmm. That's why they're doing it. It's, it's because it's like really one of the. Winter Soldier. It's Captain because America it's like one of the only oh. like popular Captain America stories okay. ever. And Thor is like the dark. World or something. It's gonna be about the elves. It's gonna be about the elves. But here's directed by one of the directors of Game of Thrones. So who's the big baddie at the bad? end of Avengers? Thanos. 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 Who I only know because Travis told me. Yeah, which should have been a Did bad guy. Yeah. I remember from like the, the, the trading cards, like you know that face. Thanos. Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. So it was so awesome when he uh, when the dude says uh, messing with uh, the heroes of Earth will be to court death herself, and he smiles because Thanos is in love with death and will do anything to uh, meet her approval. Yeah, rock and roll. Is that the Sandman death? Oh, that's right. That's fucking DC. Oh, we're cross reading. Yeah, sorry. What? That's what I'm saying. So how cool it is. Like, what is Guardians of the Galaxy? I am curious. I don't know. I've been a comic book fan my whole life, and I can't tell you. That's why that's going to be a flop, is because even someone like me who's been into comics, I've never read Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, 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 yeah, they're bringing a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and I'm like, okay. And then there's like, oh, there's Rocket Raccoon, and I'm like, hey, I know Rocket Raccoon. He's part of that? I only know Rocket Raccoon from Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Rocket Raccoon is in that. Rocket Raccoon! Oh, very popular he's character. A fucking, I'm like, uh, it, even even playing Marvel vs. Capcom 3, I'm like, who the fuck is Rocket Raccoon? It's a fucking raccoon. He's got like, <laughs> machine guns and bazookas. That's what I like he's about Kyle. Kyle would take like, a character like that and make him cool. 
Hmm. I think like he smokes the, uh, a cigar, too. So, I mean, he's hmm. like... There's a squirrel that's part of the Green Lantern Corps that kicks ass. <laughs> a squirrel. <laughs> I think his name's Chip. <laughs> What it's like, C-H, uh, apostrophe P, or something, yeah, chip. He's a badass chipmunk. Yeah, awesome chipmunk. <laughs> There's actually a funny, like, even to this day, comic books with apes on the cover sell more than any other comic book. Green ape. It's like something from, like, the whole Planet of the Apes days, where the Planet of the Apes thing made such a sci-fi wave that even in comic books, yeah, you, you turn your characters into apes. They're like a guaranteed seller. <laughs> yeah. Is the next Planet of the Apes coming out next year? I don't know. I did hear about a new one. They're making it. They're, yeah, it's something. I don't know if it comes out next year. I wonder it's if... Like the, I... uh, Dawn of Dawn of the Planet of the really? Apes. Really? Yeah. Nice. Crazy title. And the last thing I've been hearing is James Franco is not back. Yay. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, Dude, like, Joe Apatow, he was so awesome in Freaks and Geeks, but, like, ever since he's gotten starring roles, I don't buy him as an actor, period. Like, Rise, yeah, Rise of Planet of the Apes. Even, like, Oz, where he's like, I want to be, I don't want to just be a good man. I want to be a great man. It's just like, what the fuck? Is that acting? Is that what that is? He's smiling that? and he's saying this. 127 hours? 127 hours. I thought he was good in that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't have a problem with him. I thought he was great really in the... Uh, in the Rise of the Planet of the Apes and yeah. I think 27 hours. I didn't buy him as a Yeah, see, I find Apple Express to me yeah. is like James Franco. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's being a stoner, actor. being like hilarious. That's James yeah. Franco to me now. Mm-hmm. I can't see him. But like, Anything serious. The world didn't seem like that except for in Freaks and Geeks. And then, you know, he did his but Spider-Man then, stuff. And then, but, I mean, he, he, did, he did Freaks and Geeks and then Pineapple Express. He's like the... Yeah, but Freaks and Geeks, nobody saw that. That's first run around as like a no. one season. Yeah, thir- like 13 episodes of like the yeah. greatest TV show. It's Yeah, it's a ever. diamond in the rough for sure. It is, it really is. Seth Rogen started, Jason Segel started. Yeah. James Franco. Yeah, seriously. It's like everybody started from freaking Freaks and Geeks. Oh, that's, yeah, Except that's for the main saying. girl. The yeah, main yeah. girl was awesome. I think all she did was the Scooby Doo movie. <laughs> She was, uh... Yeah, she's great in Freaks and Geeks, but... She was great. Yeah, funny. I don't know what happened. And The Father. What was that TV show he was on on USA? Was it something uh, like Maniac Tom, Mansion uh, or something like that? Maybe. Yeah. Hey, the guy from Back to the Future Biff's in it. Yeah, he's the gym teacher. Yeah, he's the gym teacher. He's Biff. awesome in it. Biff. Finally got his day in the, uh... Biff. <laughs> Biff. He's like the greatest actor in those movies. I think we... Didn't we already wrap <laughs> okay, it up? Okay, so, uh... <laughs> My fifth movie yeah. that I want to see next year. Oh, what? I, I don't know. I mean... Oh. Not Evil Dead? Yeah, I think we went past that. You, you lost. I guess <laughs> I guess Evil Dead. I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right, Colin, where can we find us? Uh, you can find, uh, as always, download us every week on SaturdayNightFreakShow.blogspot.com for the time of your life. And you can follow us on Twitter at... Sat Freak Show on Twitter. Bam! People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange, no
remembers your name when you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces are deadly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're 